We're starting Bezos Hashem, Daf, Chaf Aleph. First line, Abad Aleph. So we have a famous story over here. Ilfa of Yehuda, Havagarsi Bar Raisa. They were learning, they were learning Torah. Techekalu Milsa, they were very poor. Tuva, Techekalu Milsa, Tuva, Amri. So therefore they said, Nekum Venezel Venavad Iska. Let's go into business. And will be Makayim the Pasuk of Eves Kilo Ye Becha Evian. That on the individual, Rashi says, Becha Ba'atzmecha. On the individual, that at least we won't become poor. The Pasuk, the Pasuk is saying, Eves Kilo Ye Becha, meaning you, each person on an individual level, should do what they have to do to make sure they're not going to be poor. Azlu, Oisve Tuseguda Re'iya. They went and they stood, they sat, sorry, under a, a weak wall. And you have to say the Mefarshim explained that they didn't know that it was weak because you're not allowed to sit. You're not allowed to sit under. A, you're not, not not allowed to put yourself into a makam sekana. Have a krachi rifting. They were uh, they were breaking bread. Also, they were eating. Also, tremalachi asharis on their journey to go find work. So also tremalachi asharis shami. Rav Yechanan. So two malachi asharis came and Rav Yechanan heard that they were talking to each other. Damar chad lechavrei nishti alayu haiguda v'naktalinu. Let's throw this wall on these two, meaning Ilfa and Rav and let's kill them. Because they're leaving the Chayelam Haba, Torah, and they're going to be Isaac and Torah. The other Malach said to his friend, he said, leave them be, leave Ilfa and Rav Yechanan be, because there's one person in this group, one of these two, Ilfa and Rav Yechanan, the Kaimalei Shaita. Okay, he still has, he still has a lot of runway left. Is a lot. Rashi says that Asidli is Gadel. He'll begin to become great. Veins bonded lama. Therefore, his time is, is it's not his time to die now. Rabbi Yechanan Shama. Rabbi Yechanan heard this exchange between the Malachim, but Ilfa Le Shama. I'm the Rabbi Yechanan Le Ilfa. So Rabbi Yechanan said to Ilfa, Shama Marmidi. Did you? Hey, did you hear anything? Amar Le Loi. Ilfa said no. Didn't hear anything. Amar. So Rabbi Yechanan said, Mid Shama Ano. So this one, the Malach was saying that there's one of them that's, that's destined for greatness. Must have been talking about me because I'm the only one that heard, that heard the exchange and Ilfa didn't. Now, as we'll see in a moment here, Ilfa really, when they were learning, was a bigger Talmud Chacham. Therefore, you know what? I changed my mind. I'm not going to go be Mekayim the Pasuk Ephes to make sure that I individually am not um, you know, I will have money. We'll be able to support myself. I'm going to be kind of a different pasuk. That will always be somebody poor, and therefore I see that that's my lot in life is to be poor, because that. <coughs> and and um, I still I, I'll be poor, but I'm going to be destined for greatness. And we'll see. He didn't end up being poor anyways. So Ilfa Lehadar, he continued on his journey to go find work. Adasa Ilfa. So um, before, so when milk uh, when, before milk Ilfa. Came back from wherever he went for business. Malach Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan became Rosh Hashiva. He used the lashon of Melech, and Rashi explains that whoever was a Rosh Hashiva, as if you made it to the top, then the people Hayu Magidum Minag Hu Misha Hu Rosh Hashiva. Rashi says Hayu Magandun Isai Misha Lahen Umashirin Isai. They would make you rich. So Rabbi Yechanan got his money the other way. Elfa went to work, and Rabbi Yechanan got his money because. He attained the, uh, the position of Rosh Hashiva, and they, people gave you money at that point. So they said to him, now they said to Elfa, had you had sat and learned, like Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan went to Ben Malach, so Elfa heard the news, 
And uh, he told him, he said, and, and people said to him, when he heard the news, they said, by the way, you should just know if Rabbi Yechanan did it, you were greater, you could have done it. He, he hung himself off of the mast of a ship. Anybody who wants can ask me a bright and I'm not able to assign it to a Mishnah, and I'm not able to reconcile with a Mishnah. And I'll fall from the mast of the ship at Tavana and I will, uh, I will sink in the water. Okay, so also Usaba. So the, the couple questions over here that they say is first of all, why specifically the mast of a ship? Okay, it's famous Gemara. So I heard one nice shot that the to be Marame is that even though I went to work, Ilfa was trying to say, even though I went to work, that I didn't leave the Torah. Okay, Torah is Nimshalamayim, and therefore he's saying, I'm right in the middle of it, just like the ship is sitting in the middle of the water, so too I'm I'm always I'm tumming in the middle of of Torah, I'm in, I'm in the middle of the water, and um, okay, and uh, that's why he went to the ship. And they asked, how could he have offered to throw himself off of the mast of the ship? Um, isn't it? Again, he, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to not kill yourself. So they say that he he knew how to swim, and this whole thing was done for showmanship. Another way, maybe you could say, is that he knew he would know the answer, so he was, wasn't really putting himself in a mast of Sakana at all. But okay, so anyways, Asahu Saba. So this Saba came now. Tesis in Chulin says that who is Ahu Saba? Every time we say Ahu Saba, it, it is Elio, it's Elio Hanavi. Okay, so Asa Ahu Saba. And he came to, to challenge Ilfa on the following Brisa. Tanile, Ha'omer Tanu Shekel Livnai. If a person who's dying says, give a Shekel to my children Bishabbos per week, give them one Shekel per week. Now, one Shekel is a half a Sela. The Hain Ru'uyin Laseis Lahen Sela. And they normally got a sella. No, you still have sella. You actually give them a sella, okay? Meaning, if they can't, if they can't exist on a sella, and the guy was dying, he goes, "Okay, give a shekel, um, give a shekel to my children, and they really would need a sella to live. Give them a sella." Okay, and Rashi explains that because the only reason he said to give them, uh, the only reason he said to give them a shekel, is because, is because he wanted to motivate them to go get a job. Okay, go find work. But Lamaisa, he wanted to take care of them, and therefore uh, you give them whatever they would need. Vim Amar, I'll titunu lahem el a shekel. However, if he said only, don't give them more than a shekel, ain't nice lahem el a shekel. Then you can't give them more than a shekel. Which again is half a cell. It's only half of what they need. Im Amar, Mesu, if he says that if my children die, so let's say the, the guy who's dying says, if my children who are going to be Yarshin, where you're going to yarshin me, if they die, then I want so-and-so to get the money, meaning I don't want it to get passed down to their children. I want it to go to somebody else. Now, whether you said a lashon of give a, a shekel, or you said don't give anything more than a shekel, either lashon, it would mean that the person who's dying still cares about the money. He wants to direct where it's going to go. Why? Because he already decided where it's going to go after the children die. So therefore, he cares about the money, and therefore, you can't exceed whatever he said. Amar lay. So Ilfa responded to this Hahusaba. He said, you want to know who that Brisa is? Hamani Rameyer, he, that's Rameyer. The Amar Mitzvah Lakaim Dibraham Mace. And as Rashi explains, that normally, um, if it was going through regular Yerusha, so the guy dies, if we weren't going to listen to what the guy said, 
and we, we follow what the, the rights are, so then the money automatically goes to his Yarshim. That's the rule. It's the Torah rule. goes to his Yarshim. And um, he, doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't get a say in how much the Yarshim can have or who it should go to after the Yarshim die. It goes to the Yarshim and finish. He's out. Rameyer, however, holds that it's a mitzvah, minadin, to give mukaim divar hames, and therefore we're going to have to listen to the father, even though he is asking for something that is outside of the normal dina yerusha. We're going to have to go ahead and listen to the father. Okay, so anyways, that is the story of Ilfa and Rav Yechon, famous story. Amr Allah Nacham Ish Gamzu. I have another story with Nacham Ish Gamzu, famous story. Shahaya Suma Enav. He was blind from both eyes. Gide Mishte Yadav. He um, he had both his uh, he was amputated from both his both his hands. Kita Mishte Ragla, both his feet were amputated. His body was filled with boils. He was he was lying in a house that was very weak, okay, that was going to collapse. And the legs of his bed were put were, were in bowls in buckets of water. So that ants shouldn't go ahead and climb up. Okay, he had no way to swat the ants away. Um, so he wanted to make sure that the ants don't come and climb all over him. Like we said, his house, his, his bed was in a weak house. So, uh, first of all, before we go right in the story over here, so they, they asked, I don't understand, how, again, how could he be in a bias, in a bias ru'ua? We said, if it's a sakana, the house could collapse. How, how is he allowed to be there? So... One answer they say is that he was a tzadu gummer. He knew that he was, able to, he was going to be able to keep up the walls of the house. Um, and therefore, for him, it's not a problem. It's only for a regular person who doesn't necessarily know where they stand, can't take any chances. However, that answer is a little schwer because like we'll see here that um, it's still menakin loy mizchuyasav, that even if you go ahead and you put yourself in a matzah b'sakana, you're using up zuchusim. And where do we learn that, that it, you should be fearful of that? From Yaakov Avinu. Katayinti mikol ha-chasadim so you can't say, I mean, Nachum Ishkamzu wasn't better than Yaakov Avinu. So if Yaakov was worried about it, then Nachum should have been worried about it as well. So they answer that maybe it could be that it's only a problem of putting yourself into a matzah sakana. What happened here was he went into the house. You know, obviously he was, he was um, quite uh, limited in his mobility on account of the fact that he had no hands, uh, no hands or legs. And therefore, he went in there and he was lying on the bed. Um, he went in there when the house wasn't weak and something occurred afterwards and that's why he was there so they wanted to go ahead and clear him out of the house okay and then to then, and then to clear out he said no my my tamidim first take out the kalim okay because i know that as long as i'm here the house will stay then take out my bed because i guarantee you as long as i'm in the house it will not fall Okay, and I guess, again, what we're saying is that the Isser, the way we just explained it, is the Isser is to put yourself into a Matzvah Sakana. But if you're already there, then it's not necessarily a problem that you have to run out immediately if you're Muftach, that it's not going to be a problem for you. So, Pino es HaKelem, Achach Pino es Mitasei. So the Taka took out the Kelem, then they took out his bed. But not bias, the house then fell down. Amru Tamidab, his Tamidim said, Rebbe, Bechimeachar Shetzadik Gamarata, so if you're such a tzaddik that you're able to, um, that, you know, that you're able to, your schusim are able to keep the house up, lama also lakach, why did this happen to you? He said, I'll tell you this story. I did this to myself. It was self-inflicted yisurim. Why? One time I was, on, I, was, I was going on the road, to my 
father-in-law's house. I had three donkeys full of stuff. One was food. Different type of delicacies. And Ani came over to me. Amar Rabbi Parnasani said, "Take care of me. Give me something to eat." I told him, Hamar." Said, "Wait until I finish unloading my stuff from the donkey." I didn't yet finish to unload from the donkey. The Ani had in fact died. I fell into states of Amarti, and I said, "Ani." My eye, Shaloi Chaso Alinecha, they didn't take Rachmanus on your eyes. Yisoyimu, they should become blind. Yudaye, my hand, Shaloi Chaso Ayodecha, they weren't, they weren't, they didn't take pity, they weren't Chas on your hands. Yisgadoimu should be amputated. Raglai, Shaloi Chaso Ayodecha, my legs, it didn't take Rachmanus on your Raglaim, on your legs. Yiskato, they should also be amputated with Niskarura Daiti, and yet I still wasn't happy with all the punishments I inflicted on myself. Marti until I said Kol Gufi Okay, that, that my entire body should be filled with boils. Amrulay they said to him, Tabidim said, that we unfortunately we have to see you in such a terrible state. Amrulahim he said, No, no, no. Aili says, Woe is to me, You are not in such a state. Okay, meaning that I went ahead and I caused this to myself. It doesn't explain exactly how he causes, but he caused it to himself um, so that he would get his einchim in Olam Hazah. And um, woe is to you, my Talmudim, that uh, you, you haven't taken your punishments in Olam Hazah, that you're going to get them in Olam Haba. But my Karli, Nachamish Gamzu. Now, why did they call him Nachamish Gamzu? Because. Anything that would occur to him, Amar He would say And I just want to explain this mida of gamzulatayva is different when we have another concept in shas. We have uh, that a person needs to say Whatever Hakadosh Baruch Hu does is for the best. This is on a completely different plane. When when we say that it means that something we're, we're thinking something that occurred is bad, but don't worry, it's painful right now, it's bad, but it will eventually turn to good, because ultimately in the end it's good. Nachamish Gamzu said, no, 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 the bad thing that's occurring that is good, that it's not. He was saying that Gamzu this is not going to become asid that it's going to become good. He's saying, Gamzulu Tov, that this itself is good. And that was the higher, the higher level, the higher midah of, of how a person is supposed to be modding himself. Zim Nechada, what happened? Bo'el L'Shtu'i Yisrael, Dayan L'Bei Kesar. Kai Yisrael, the Rabbana, wanted to send a present to the Kesar's house. Amru, says Caesar. Amru, they said, Man Yezel, who should we send? Yezel Nachamish Gamzu, how about we send Nachamish Gamzu, Dimelumet Benisim, because it is, Benisim happened to him, they're frequent, Okay, so they sent him with a treasure chest full of, of, um, of, of, of precious stones, okay, pearls, all sorts of gold, silver, whatever. The daughter of the innkeeper that he was at, Belayla, came. They took these gems. Took them from the box. And fill them up with dirt. Kimata hasam. So he goes ahead. He picks up the box. He goes on his way. He gets to the to the Bey Kesar, Gets to Caesar's palace. Kimata hasam. Sharinu lesitva. Chazinu the So they opened up the 
the the the the chest. the They saw it was filled with dirt. The king wanted to kill him. He wanted to kill. He wanted to kill all of them. He wanted to kill Kalisrael. Finish. You're coming on behalf of Kalisrael. You guys are done. Amar, come The Jews are, are making. They're making a mockery of me. So what did Nachum Yish Gamzu say? Again, it was his mita. Gamzu lo Taiva. No, this is Taiva. I'll say Liyahu in me like Kichan Minayhu. So I guess that would be the second instance of Eliyahu in our Gemara. So he appeared like uh, one of the king's advisors. All of a sudden, he was sitting at the cabinet meeting. Okay, Amar Amar this He said, by the way, he said to Caesar, Dilma ha'afra me'afra never mavuan. Who? Maybe this is the dirt of Avram Avinu de Chi Havashadi Afra when he used to throw dirt. Havu Saifa, it would turn into swords, and Gili, if he threw stubble and kashim, Havu Giri, it would turn into arrows. Dechsev Yitain ka'afar charbar kikash, nadav kashtai. Okay, so Yitain ka'afar charbai, that is the dirt turned into swords. Kikash, nidav kashtai. Okay, that the kash, stubble, okay, turned into a bow, arrow. So there was one country that this Caesar was never able to conquer. But they tried it. Okay, so so they went ahead and they were able to con- conquer this nation. we using this 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 dirt. It was a nace that happened. They took Gamzu to the. They brought him up to the uh, royal uh, treasury. And they filled it up with precious stones and pearls. The Shadrua, the Yikurabah, they sent them off with great honor. So he went and he stayed back in that same inn. Amrule, my Isis, Bahadach, what did you do? That they're giving you such a great honor from the Caesar's, from Caesar's palace. So he said, he said to them, What I took from here, what I took from your inn, empty loss, and I brought to there. So what did they do? They realized they were sitting on a gold mine. Okay, they, they um, demolished their hotel. They brought all the dirt to the Meimalka. By the way, that dirt that that guy brought, that was ours. It didn't work. And they killed the innkeepers. Okay. So that was all because we were talking about Kaisal Ru'ua, when you have to be Masriya. Now back in the Mishnah. So we said if there's a Dever, okay, we said if there's a Dever in the Mishnah, we said Ezehu Dever, what is a Dever? Right, we said by Dever so then we said that that city is Mis'ana Umasra, does both keeps everything. And then there was a Machlekes, Tanakam and Rabbi Akiva, if the surrounding cities are only Masanos or are only Masrias. Okay? And now we're saying Ezu Deber. What is considered a plague? That is, if a city has a population of 500 people and three people die on three days, meaning one per day for a steady flow of dying people. Ezu Deber. Ragli, 500 people, one per day, three days. Now, this, what we're saying is, is scalable. If you have 1,500 people, so let's say a city like Kfar that had 15 population, 1,500, and you had nine people dying in three days, so three per day, because it's three times the size. That would be a dever. 
Now, if these people died in one day, or it took four days, it's not a devar, meaning that is the, you need to have at least three people dying, or one person per 500 people dying per day for three, three subsequent days. Now, if, again, like we said, if they, they die in one day or in four days, it's not going to be a, a dever. Drukrois, so Drukrois, Drukrois was a city, it was a city that had 500 people, and three people died in one day, yet Gaza Reb Nachman Barav Chista Tanisa. He actually did, was Gezer Atanas, so we're saying is that which Atana says, um, we see that it's, it's a machlekes, that which Atana said that in order to be considered a Deber, it would have to be three people on three days, meaning one per day. Reb Nachman Chista said no, who are you going like? So he said, He said, I'm going like That we know there's a din that if a shar, an ox, gores three times, it goes from a shar tam to a shar muad. Difference is whether you pay chasi nezek or nezek shalin. So what we're saying is that if the shar goes ahead and gores three times in one day, Mayor goes ahead. And he argues on the Tana there. There's a machlekes. What happens if he gores three times in one day? Is it only three times in three separate days? That's what the other Tana holds. Or mayor says, no. Even if it gores three times in one day, that if they're spread out, if his negichas are spread out, so then, and he's, you're saying he's going to be chayev, meaning it turns into a muad, kirim negichas of l'kolshakim. So we see that is Rameir shita. So what we're saying is that when Nachar Barchista went ahead and was grazer Ritanis, that he holds like Rameir that argues on the our, the Tana of our Mishnah. Our, Tana of our Mishnah holds that no, that you have to have a steady flow, one one dead per day for three days per five hundred people. Rameir says no, that even if it occurs in one day it would be Geyser Atinus. Amalir of Nachman. Okay, so we brought up this we're gonna have a story now. So this was an exchange between Rav Nachman Bar Rav Nachman Bar Rav Chista and Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak. So now Amalir Rav Nachman Bar Rav Rav Chista. Okay, keep that in mind. The Rav Nachman is the son of Rav Chista. The Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak. The Rav Nachman, the son of Yitzchak, no Rav there. Lekumar. So Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak was a Talmud Chacham, and uh, Rav Nachman bar Rav Chista said to Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak, Lekumar, Lacey Legaban, come and live live with us. Okay, meaning I, I want to learn with you. Okay. Rav Nachman bar Yitzchak was was he was Rav in a place. He was learning in a place where the people weren't that chashev. And Rav Nachum Barav Chista was saying, come, come to our city. We have much more chashev people here. You and I, we can be chavrusas. We'll be much better for you. Amar lei. So Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak said, Tanina, we learned that the makam of a place is not mechabed him, right? Meaning that it's, Ella, other mechabed es that you create your own situation. Shekem matzinu, okay, and therefore what? Since I am successful here, so, right, this is, we don't exactly know what contributes to the success. And I, for me to pick up and leave, it's not going to be so simple. Okay, maybe 
right? It has to be a good match. Rashi says, If I come to where you are, maybe the makam won't be mechab in me. It's only over here where the makam is mechab in me where I'm able to grow and be successful. We see like by Harsinai. She calls man that Harsinai wasn't intrinsically Kaddish. Only when the Shechina was there did the Torah say, Right, so it was only when the Shechina was in a specific place. It's the person that brings the kedusha to the place, okay? And therefore, and what happened? Once the Shechina went away, the Torah said that as soon as the shofar blast goes, that's a signal that, the, that once you hear the shofar, it's a signal that the Shechina went away. And therefore, now Klai Yisrael was free to go up the mountain. There's no more kedusha. Similarly, we find with the, the, the Mishkan, whenever the El Ma'id was erect, when it was built, right? it said, send out anybody who's tummy. Why? Because it had a Kedusha when it was built. But once the Perechus was rolled up, then it was mutter for them to go in, it lost its Kedusha. Okay, so again, we see that the Shechina being there. It's the Shechina being there that causes the Kedusha, and therefore it's me being where I am that causes the Kedusha, okay? And just because, um, you know, I, I can't necessarily, um, right? And, and, and if I go to where you are, Mechitesi, that I'm going to get, I'm going to be as Matzliach in my learning, okay? Um, so what happened? Amarleh. <coughs> So Rav Nachman Bar of Chista said, "Look, I really want to be with you. If you're not going to come to me, so I will come to you. I'll come to you, Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak." So Amar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak said, "Wait, we can't we can't do that either because Mutav Yavai Mana Ben Pras Eitzel Mana Ben Mana that you are like we said. I said, pay attention, Rav Chista, Rav Nachman Bar Rav Chista. Right, you are Rav, the son of a Rav, and therefore it's not proper for you to come to me, who is a Rav, the son of a commoner." So Mutav Yava Monoben Pras, right? Me who was a I'm the son of a commoner, Eitzel Mana Ben Mana, to the somebody who's a Rav who's the son of a Rav, Yava Mana Ben Mana, Eitzel Mana Ben Pras. Okay. Now back to plagues, Basurahavas Divrasa, there was a plague, Bishivusa de Rav, in the neighborhood of Rav. Okay. Uh sorry, Basurahava Divrasa. In Surah there was a plague, but Bishivusa de Rav in Rav's area. And we're going to see exceptions over here. We're going to find, we have a bunch of different exceptions where there was certain things occurring, but in cer- to certain, even though generally, you know, in certain uh, regions, but in specific cities, they were okay. So again, Surah, there was, there was uh, we'll call it in the city of Surah, big city, there was a plague. But Shavu said the Rav, in Rav's little neighborhood, so there was no plague. They thought it was Rav's Schosim, because they had a lot of Schosim that, that was going ahead and was saving that neighborhood is Chazilu Bechalma. They appeared, appeared uh, in a dream, okay, and they said, "Rab Dinaf Dinfishes Chusa Tuva." He has a lot of Chusim. Hamilsa Zutrale LeRab. It's too small. Meaning, Rab is not going to engage his Chusim for this little thing of a dever. Elamishamahugavra. You know who it's for? It's not on. It's, we're just correcting the record. It's in this. The fact that this neighborhood is saved is not on Rab's account, but rather Elamishamahugavra the Shail Mara Vizivla. Le Kavura. Rather, there's this, another a certain individual that lives in the neighborhood that would lend out uh, tools for burying, shovels, okay, etc., uh, different burying tools for Kavura, and therefore he would lend them out, and it's, it's on his schus that we're going ahead and 
we uh, that this city that this neighborhood was spared. The Drakeris have a lake, so there was a fire. However, Rishivusa, the Ravuna, they have a lake, so in Ravuna's uh, neighborhood, there was no fire. Savi Minebis Chosa, the Ravuna did not fish. So again, we, they thought that you know why there was no fire is because of Ravuna, because he's a lot of Chosam. Ischile Bechilma, Ischazile Bechilma, Piritim in a dream, Haizutra Le Ravuna. Okay, now this matter is too small for Ravuna. He wouldn't use this, he wouldn't even engage his Chosam for this. El Mishma, he itza the Mecham Matanura Mishaila Shivivasa. That rather there's a certain lady that lives in the area and it's on her schos because what she would do is she would light up the the oven, okay? She would use her own wood to light up the oven only to, to lend it out to everybody else. Everybody else can come and use it. So it was on that schosim that um, because again, fire connect, right? Fire connected the fact that she would light up the stove that that neighborhood was saved from the fire. Amalei the Rabbi Yehuda. Asu kamtsi gazar tainisa. So he said to Rabbi Yehuda, locusts are coming, Okay? And and uh, uh, so so uh, okay. So they said sorry. So they said that okay. Locusts are coming now. Gazar Tainisa. He went ahead and Rav Rabbi Yehuda was Gazar Tainisa. He was Gazar Tainisa. Amrle. They said, why are you being Gazar Tainis? They haven't yet begun to destroy anything. Amrle. So Rabbi Yehuda looked at them incredulously and said, Zavda Aisi Bahadayu. Do you think they brought their food with them? No, they're going to eat your stuff. And just because they haven't yet, they haven't been hungry yet, but they will. And therefore, it was Gezer Atinus. That's considered a plague. Amalei Rabbi Yehuda, another story, that there is a uh, swine disease with pigs in in the city. Uh, um, right, right, in, in the city. So Gezer Atinus, one animal was Gezer Atinus. Name a kasavar I from animals. Name a kasavar of Yehuda. Maka meshuleches min echad. Just because we see that it's a disease, okay, that it's a um, it's a virus that can transfer. Do you think you can transfer? It can jump from uh, from pigs to humans, gain a function. Can it go ahead and just can viruses jump from from pigs to humans? So the Gemara says no, they really can't. No, specifically pigs, swines that have a very similar digestive system, and since the anatomy of the, the digestive system is similar. So therefore, there is more of a concern that the disease would be able to jump, but normally diseases couldn't jump from animals to people. They told Shmuel that there is a plague in Bechazai, Gazer Tanisa. He was Gazer Tanis. I told him, Baha Merchak. Why are you being Gazer Tanis? Just because there is a, uh, a plague in Bechazai. It's pretty far from here. So Amar Sashmuel said, you know why? Because Leka Mavra Hacha Depasakle. There's nothing to stop this from coming. There's no river or ocean or body of water that's going to stop this. Uh, right, that maybe could stop this. People are going to come across, or the or the plague will travel in the air. Maybe it was an airborne virus. Okay. And therefore, um, we have to fast now. It's a Makamishalachas like we saw in the Mishnah. And if we hear about certain plagues, Bachal Makam, that we have to be afraid it's going to come to us. They told Rav Nachman that there's a plague in Eretz Yisrael. Gazar Tainisa. He was Gazar Tainis. Amar. Why? Because he made the following Kabbalah Chaymer. In Givira Loika, if the master is hit, Shivcha Kol Shikain, then for sure the Shivcha, meaning if Eretz Yisrael is in trouble, then for sure whatever Einish is brought in Eretz Yisrael will for sure be brought on Chutzlaretz. Taima de Givira the Shivcha. That's because it's Eretz Yisrael versus Chutzlaretz. Have Shivcha the Shivcha Loi. Okay, but if it's a shivcha and a shivcha, meaning one land in chutz, in chutz to another land, then we don't have to be 
then we don't then we then we don't have to be so careful. But we saw what what did they they told Shmuel and Shmuel did. Okay, so the Gemara says ah, it depends. Shani Hasam kimen de ikash shiarta delevay vaasi behedya. Okay, that because there are caravans that come and go. So they'll bring the disease, and that's why, okay, so what we're saying is like this at this point, that if there is a Makkah in Eretz Yisrael, then we have to be geyser, or if there's a Makkah in Eretz Yisrael at all, we have to be geyser that if HaKadosh Baruch brought the Makkah in Eretz Yisrael, then for sure we have to be concerned they'll bring it on Chutzlaretz, and B'nai Chutzlaretz have to fast. But if it's a Makkah on Chutzlaretz, so then it, oh, it depends. If there's, if there's con- significant concern that the Makkah will be able to travel from one place in from one land to the other, meaning like we saw with Shmuel, where there, where there's caravans, etc., or things like that. So then we do have to be concerned. But, but um, if not, then from one land in a chutzarts to another, we don't have to be concerned. Okay. Just to quickly summarize, we said we had the story of Ulfer of Yechanan. We were coming off of talking about um, what is considered that we're Masrian when there is a Deva or Mapoilas. So we're talking about stories that have to do with weak walls. So we have Ilfim and Rav Yechanan, they sat under a weak wall and they decided they were going to go to business and uh, Rav Yechanan changed his mind based on the exchange he heard with the Malachim. Ilfa didn't. Rav Yechanan became Rosh Hashiva. Ilfa didn't. Okay, Ilfa felt like he could have. Okay, he felt bad and he went ahead and challenged anybody to try to beat him. He said, I'm still Isaac Batera. Okay. Um, <clears throat> then we had, uh, wait, we had the, the Husaba who came to him when he was on the mast of the ship and he said uh, the following price of tunu shekel levnayai, okay, meaning if I if I said you only give a shekel, even though they normally eat a sella, use a sella, so that whole brisa, okay, and he was able, Ilfa was able to tell Dahu Saba, who he said was Elio, that it's uh, that sheet is Rameir, mitzvah kind of mace. Then we had the story with Nachamish Gamzu lying um, in the house uh, that you know that was that, that was Kaislam Ruim that it was it was going to collapse, and he told him first clear out the kalim and then my bed. Okay, because uh, I could hold, I could hold it up. Don't do it the other way. Don't take my bed out because then you won't get my kalim out. And we had the story of how exactly he became, how this came to be. Okay, that he was lying there with uh, blind, with boils, without legs and and arms. Okay, and why he's called Nachamish Gamzu. Of the story with uh, Beis Chamav, um, you know, with his father-in-law that he was going to unload some food for his father-in-law, and uh, he told Ani to wait, and the Ani died in the meantime. Um. Sorry, we said how he, how he got his name, which comes originally the story with the dirt and the king. Okay. Um, then we went back into, we said, what's considered a, uh, a dever? That's a city that has a population 500, one per day for three days. Okay. Um, we said, again, it's scalable. So if there's 1,500, then it would be three per day for three days. However, Nachman Bar he was Geyser Atinus in Droikras. Okay, because... Um, even though it had three three people dying in one day, because he held Reb Nachman Yitzchak said that he that Reb Nachman Bar Chista held like Rameir that he holds Kav We learn from Shartam to Sharmud and Karb Nigichasav that you're going to be a Muad. So to over here that it's for sure going to be a Dever if people die quicker than the rate of one per day. Meaning if three people die in one day, that would also be a Dever. Then we had the story of Nachman Bar Chista, Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Okay, that Nachman Bar of Chista wanted Nachman Yitzchak to come to him, and he said, uh, "No, sorry, I'm not leaving." Okay, Okay, I'm 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 good here. Uh, it doesn't make sense for me to leave. 
And we see, we learned this from the Shechina on Har Sinai, that we see that it's the person being in a certain specific place that brings the Kedusha and the El Maid and the Midbar, same idea. And then Renach Bar Chista um, was going to go to Rabbi Bar Yitzchak. He said, no, actually, Rabbi Bar Yitzchak reconsidered. He said, you know what? It's better that I come to you than you come to me because you are a Mana Ben Mana and I'm a Mana Ben Pras. Okay? Uh, and then we said, following stories, we had, um, we had a story that in, uh, in Surah, there was a plague. However, in Rav's neighborhood, there wasn't. And we said it wasn't because of Rav, but rather because of the guy who used to lend out burial tools. Similar story in Rav Huna, there was a fire. Okay. However, in, in, in the city of Ravuna, there was a fire in the region, but in the specific neighborhood, there wasn't because, not because of Ravuna, but rather because of the lady that would warm up her oven and let others use it, warm up an oven and let others write for the town. Um, and we had the following stories that we had, or instances where the Rabbanon were geyser uh, tainisam. So Rabbi Yehuda, when the, when the Kamtsi, right, that we had certain locusts were coming, he was geyser tainis, even though they didn't get do any damage, but he said they're not going to bring their food with them, so therefore they'll eventually do damage. Similarly with Rabbi Yehuda, we had that um, by the plague with the Chazirim, okay, the intestinal plague of the pigs, he's, he was geyser that the people have to fast because the in, uh, digestive systems of a, of, of a pig, of swine and humans are similar, and therefore there was a concern that it would uh, jump from one species to the other. Okay, Shmuel similarly was geyser, um, was geyser because of the plague in Bechazai, even though it was very far away, okay, because there was nothing to stop the plague. Okay, there was no river or anything to stop it. And like we saw before, in regards to Shmuel, that it wasn't, the, and, and, and there was no river to stop it, and the caravans were coming. So there was, there was commerce back and forth, and therefore, Nachman uh, was geyser, in, from Eretz Yisrael. And if there's something in Eretz Yisrael, then B'nai Chutz Laaretz have to go ahead and fast to be concerned because the Kavachem, Gevira Leike Kavachem, that the Shivcha would be in trouble. Okay, however, but from one land in Chutz Laaretz to another land in Chutz Laaretz, we don't have to be worried. And this is where we stop.